Welcome everyone to another episode of Thoughtful Thursdays. Now we are back after a long break and today we are going to talk about how to write really good leads. So Shrivats now this is a pet peeve of mine, right? Um many writers they write a good piece but the place where they fail is to write the really really good first paragraph. And most people don't understand the power of it because the first paragraph is what makes your writing or breaks your writing i've seen really good pieces of writing being ignored because their first paragraph wasn't enticing enough so so how do you effectively write a lead um what how do you how do you frame it so that people are enticed to read your piece that's something that we're going to discuss today so just to give you a background on what a lead is lead is nothing but the first paragraph and it's called a lead because it leads the reader to read the remaining of your piece um and and multiple there are multiple ways to write a really good lead um and one particular way which was invented by journalists is called the 4w's 1h and i'm going to hand it over to the journalist in the room shrivats who is expert at using 4w's and 1h because that's what most journalists use so i'll hand it over to shrivats shrivats what is 4w's and 1h why do people use it to write effective leads and how can you leverage that to write even better leads and what have you observed in your career as a journalist right okay so to start with the 4w's 1h who what why where when how that's it the simple five basic questions you need to answer to tell any story in a complete manner that's not just journalism but it could be a story you could be telling with your friends family whatever it is but only if you answer these five questions you'll find that the story you've told is complete now in journalism the reason we say it's important to put these 4w's 1h into the lead is because when you answer those questions right at the top you give your reader the entire amount of information they need that this is what the story mm-hmm. is about you know what you're going to read further is basically an extraction of the answers to these four uh, five questions and that's a very old school of thinking right these days people don't answer the 4w's and 1h and in its entirety in the lead because if you do that then mm-hmm. it kind of makes the rest of the piece redundant and we see this more with things like in shorts or twitter right very very short form pieces of content because that's what captures people attentions these days right okay what is the story about these are the first four lines it's answered the four five questions okay i don't need to read any further so you lose the reader mm-hmm. now in print that doesn't really matter but if you're doing digital where time spent on the screen you know the amount of clicks you receive on a particular page matters that can actually be counterproductive so today mm-hmm. in journalism a good thought is don't answer all the questions maybe just answer the top 2 or 3 depending on the incident so the who what or where right and then mm-hmm. later on in the story you can answer the remaining questions that's how we would look at it today but that's what i still feel it's mm-hmm. important to understand the 4w's 1h because that is how you craft an effective lead how you tell people okay this is what you need to know read on further to understand why it matters now uh, one thing that i wanted to ask you is sometimes you do not have all the 4w's and 1h is it important to have all of those to write a really good piece or can you ignore some of those um i mean you have said in the lead you can ignore some of the w's or you can ignore the how but is it important to have all of those factors to write the entire piece and to circle back to what you started with right so it is always important to have all of them because like i said you complete the story then right only if you answer mm-hmm. all those five questions will a person will a reader know that okay this is what happened this is where it happened this is who caused the incident to happen how it's happening mm-hmm. you get a sense of completeness 
and yes there are times yeah. where you don't have all the answers especially in today's world where we're doing things we're churning out content that's so fast like you're churning out content on twitter or you know a live blog things like that yeah you don't have all the answers and then in that situation it's okay but if you're doing something retroactively by looking back a week or 10 days after then it is your duty mm-hmm. as a writer to go and ensure you answer all the questions because if you still don't have the answers then then i'm sorry but you're not a very good writer got it now one thing that has become a trend especially in india is long form content is getting a lot of attention in india it can be written long form content it could be um you know podcasts or videos but long form content is the in thing now and this is quite ca- contrary to um what we usually see um in the in, in the global phenomenon where people are used to short form content mm-hmm. and in the long form content one trend that i have noticed is in the first paragraph most writers established fa- established the facts and figures hmm. so how important is getting the facts and figures right in the first paragraph and does it really pique the interest of the readers when they see those numbers yeah numbers always make a difference because see if you are reading something you just read a string of alphabets after a point your brain can kind of fill in the gaps you don't have to pay attention mm-hmm. to what you're reading and then you really lose the le- reader right and as a writer that's a really really bad thing so the way to keep the reader hooked is to have an unfamiliar figure in that entire paragraph so that could be a number it could be a question mark right and numbers are the most effective thing because they break that monotony and especially if you have a very mm-hmm. not a very round number so if 100 is a round figure it's something that people might ignore but if you say 98.2 then suddenly your brain is going to stop and think wait why is it not 100 why is it not 90 what is this 98.2 so you have to be precise with your numbers that's one thing i learned in journalism school that wherever possible always give precise figures so when we did mm-hmm. journalism and we were i had this reporting we had to do we had a sample module it said okay there's a war that's broken out so this is before ukraine interestingly but they said you saw we say 525 people had died would you say 500 plus people died would you say around 550 people died or would you write 525 people died that's an interesting debate we had in class and that mm-hmm. makes a lot of sense to me because when you say around 500 you're just like okay it's a round figure not giving the full fact and story there but when you say 525 or 526 when you give that precise number then your brain is forced to think as a reader wait why is this figure there there is a significance to this figure and then you can read entice the reader into going on and reading the rest of the story and that makes a lot of sense when you say okay 25 people were children or this one was an athlete take the example of ukraine right so many ukrainian athletes have died so many students have died uh, you know so many school teachers have died so when you add all these little numbers in and you say 526 people were killed then suddenly the story has more impact and the reader has understood far more than what they would have just and un- by opening you know by the lead so that's why it's important wherever possible to give those exact figures Like even with decimal points if you've got decimal points mention the decimal points it always helps um now when it comes to writing lead you have talked about the four w's and one h uh, but when it comes to the larger sort of an understanding um that's because i've i've seen i've read multiple leads when i'm editing some other people's work and i have come to realize that the best leads have these three things in common right one is they have a clear rationale they have a clear rationale of why that piece is being written um and and you know what what the writer is trying to say from that particular piece and they set that rationale in the first paragraph itself just like you said uh with the four w's and one h make it clear in the first paragraph as to what the readers can expect so that is one having having a clear rationale the second second 
trend that i saw in all of the good good um leads is all good leads tell the readers why that particular piece is relevant to them because we have realized that the readers won't read unless it has a direct impact on them if you can in a way make it clear that what you're writing has a direct impact on the lives of the people who are reading it and make that clear in the first paragraph the lead becomes extremely interesting for the reader to read on and the third thing that i've seen um in all good leads especially for leads which um right which which then continue to go on to talk about something complex they always start with a story that actually compiles whatever that person is trying to say in that piece so these are the three trends that i've seen one is they have a clear clear rationale and they make that clear in the first paragraph itself they tell the readers why that particular piece is relevant to them and they also tell a story especially when a subject is extremely complex and we have discussed this in parts in our previous episodes as well uh, where you have you where you have mentioned some of the pieces that covered the russia ukraine war and it always started with a story so uh, that's because the issue was complex and they simplified it using a story so i think these are some trends that i have seen um that good leads have but one thing that i want to ask you shivats is and this we do every episode is if if you could give us three pieces of writing this could be articles these could be books that have had really really good leads okay um so for articles i would definitely just recommend going back to vox and i say this again because then i reference a lot of vox in these shows because for me i feel like that's just a form of complete journalism that is not very visible anymore these days so if you just go yeah, read vox should probably start paying us from now on <laughs> <laughs> yeah but please go on <laughs> yeah no indeed so if you're into tech the vox has got a subsidiary mm-hmm. called the verge and the verge makes some mm-hmm. really good leads when it comes to their product reviews in particular okay now that's something i really enjoy reading because obviously i don't get to play around with a lot of the products but i would love to have a feel for what they're like and the verge does mm-hmm. this extremely well because in the lead immediately they kind of tell you okay this is this year's update this is what's different from last year and this is what we think about it right in that first paragraph they just give it to you that okay you know maybe you shouldn't upgrade you get that sense just by reading that opening lead when you when you read the verge mm-hmm. and i love that because mm-hmm. immediately it sets the tone for what the rest of the piece is and likewise um the guardian does some good leads when it comes to their british politics they have some really good british mm-hmm. politics writers uh and it's hilarious to me because you know the whole country is falling apart right now and the way they have this dry sense of british humor uh calling out the current government it's it's funny but at the same time it's extremely informative so i would recommend you read that as well uh now you brought up the version now i'm quite interested because i've never really heard anyone say that tech writing <laughs> and core tech writing has good leads so you talked about how they established the tone in the beginning of the writing itself and you are a you're a techie you will go on to read the rest of the piece but what do they write in that first lead because if they're giving all the information there is no motivation for me to read the entire piece but what do they do differently that you end up reading the entire uh, review right so i think it comes back to the 5w's 1h what i have noticed is they don't mm-hmm. answer all those five questions in, in one shot right uh, they'll always mm-hmm. be like see this is this year's model they'll give you a hint of okay so this processor was upgraded the camera is upgraded the usual right and then towards the end of the lead towards the end of the first paragraph they give you an opinion like well it's not a fantastic upgrade but it's definitely something noticeable and by saying mm-hmm. something like that they kind of set this expectation for me as a reader that okay this is not some product that i want to buy because i'm not a guy who will upgrade every year anyway 
I only go and upgrade my gadgets when I feel like there's a clear reason to. Either my existing tech is failing, or the new one is just so good that I don't want to miss out on that. And I feel like from that perspective, the Verge does it extremely well because they tell me as a reader that you know you can skip this upgrade. There's no point, you know, buying it. But I'm still enticed to read because I want to know why they would still say it's a decent upgrade or there's something considerable about it. Because in tech, uh, we generally have this idea that you know we've reached a stagnation point. Tech is not going to be something revolutionary every year. You're going to only see minor upgrades now for the next decade or so till we hit some new fantastic revolutionary technology. So understanding that, and then you look at what the new is. For example, with the new iPhone 14, right? You look at the new iPhone 14s. Apart from the video cam tech that they've introduced, there is nothing different about it. And yeah, you've got the new pill punch hole camera, whatever. Uh, so those are only two things that are different. So why would you upgrade, right? And for someone who has an iPhone 12, I feel like yeah, no reason to upgrade at all. I don't need the faster processor. I'm fine with the camera, so all that. But I'm still curious to read because the way Apple markets it, they feel like oh, this is the future, and you have to get in on it now. But then when you read the Verge, you're like, this is exciting, this is cool, but this is only for people who really have the money and disposable income. For the rest of us, we can just wait around for it to come, you know. And that's why I love to read the rest of the Verge piece. But they give you all these hints right in the lead, and they do it so well. Like you said, they have a clear rationale when when they write the lead. You know, they tell you, okay, we're telling this because it's our job to review this product, and this is what we think of it. Uh, if I have to talk about maybe two or three books, uh, one is of course the Caravan Book of Profiles. Now, the Caravan mm-hmm. is um, is is a publication that is. and i think we have talked about this before they yeah. do really in depth profiling pieces uh, and in fact all of their best profiles have been compiled in one book which is very convenient and mm-hmm. it's called the caravan book of profiles and i would definitely recommend people to go read um, at least a few profiles and especially the one on raghuram rajan the lead of that is one of the best leads i've read so far uh, it clearly establishes what the piece is going to be about and it clearly establishes the context in which raghuram rajan became the governor of the rbi and it's a really good profiling piece def- it's a definite must read the second book or a cal- series of books is any book written by adam grant now adam grant is um is a professor of uh, organizational psychology at Wharton and he writes multiple books on organizational psychology and organizational psychology shivas as you might know it's a boring dry and quite a complex subject but um his leads are so enticing that you can't put the book down unless you have finished that particular chapter and just just take any of his books he has multiple the one i'm reading right now is called give and take um before that i was reading a book called think again any book any chapter read the first paragraph you would not feel like putting the book down unless you finish that chapter um so these were some of the books that i have had so we discussed four w's one h we discussed the trends that we have seen when it comes to writing good leads we have discussed some good pieces of writing is there anything else you want to tell our listeners shivats yeah i think when it comes to writing a good lead there is no substitute but for writing multiple leads like writing the rest mm-hmm. of stories the easy part and i have experienced this myself but to capture mm-hmm. the reader's attention that first paragraph especially in the era of in shorts and twitter and tiktok is an extremely challenging thing so there is no way to do it but i would just recommend you experiment try two three versions and see what works uh but yeah if you get it right then it's fantastic because long form journalism is very very slowly dying out in the west and i know there's a bit mm-hmm. of a renaissance in india now but i'm not sure it'll last So if you really want to sustain long form journalism having a great lead is extremely important 
and the only way to ensure you do that one well is to just keep getting at it have multiple options play with it and see which one really fits your story um i hope you enjoyed this episode of thoughtful thursdays tune in again next week where we'll talk about something interesting about writing which you probably didn't know or you probably know and want to improve uh, so thank you all for tuning in and thank you shivats for coming on to the show and giving your advice thank you so much for having me